Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast latter three quarters topic of the week is... What's a better Triwizard Tournament? Hi listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem, and this week we're going to take the Triwizard Tournament and improve it. We're going to make it better. We're going to do it better. Yeah. Harder, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> Improvise, adapt, overcome. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> before we get into it, uh, I just wanted to thank our newest patron. Um, their name, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, I think it's a username, I'm not sure, is Open Open, and they've become a patron for us. Yay! Welcome! Hooray! Yay. Welcome! Thank you! We love you! <laughs> it was probably a while ago, because um, there's been a b- bit of delay, but hey, we're thanking you now. Um, and, uh, <laughs> just a reminder in general that, uh, our patrons do get access to our film commentaries for the Harry Potter films. So we've already released mm-hmm. one as a, a general release for our Christmas special last year. That was the Philosopher's Stone commentary. And we're planning on doing the Chamber of Secrets mm-hmm. one very soon and releasing that to patrons only. Yes. <laughs> it's almost halfway through the year. We should really do that very, very soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oof. time is really just going and going and going it just Days happens so quick and it stop coming <laughs> you know <laughs> we will do it though patrons we promise <laughs> uh yeah is there anything you want to say or oh yeah i definitely want to give a shout out to uh jay human from tumblr hello they're a new listener hey. and they suggested this episode topic uh, they wrote in to ask, what kind of task could you make that is magically challenging and entertaining for viewers? So I think, you know, mm-hmm. there's two ideas that we should focus on when we're talking about the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> well, not to tip my own home- horn, but I think I um, I think I nailed this one. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I think I've done it better, I, honestly. I feel like I'm um... floundering. Okay, you've got such confidence. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Who is she? Um... <laughs> look a lot's changed you've had all your teeth removed yeah. i have new hair um <laughs> look i think it's just uh the, the the energy shifted a bit you know yeah it's been a month readers readers it's been a month listeners readers a woman knocked me out and took all my teeth i paid her to do it it was on purpose but it was still a traumatic event for me <laughs> yeah my hair's the color of a moonstone it's good <laughs> Oh, it is the color of a moonstone. Amazing. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Should we get into this Triwizard Tournament business? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I sort of had a brief intro mm-hmm. to what the Triwizard Tournament is, what it's meant to be, and then I guess we can talk about the tasks. Um, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, it's a 700-year-old tradition to strengthen the ties between three major schools in Europe, Hogwarts, Durmstrang, and Bobatons. So, in the Tribes of Tournament, mm-hmm. there are three tasks designed to test magical ability, intelligence, and courage of the champions. Um, <laughs> in 1994, when the we see the Tribes of Tournament that we knew and love from Goblet of Fire book, it was meant to be a lot safer that year, so applicants had to be 17 years old at least to become champions. Um, let's see, mm-hmm. we had the first task where the champions had to retrieve a golden egg from a dragon's nest. Um, they had points taken away if they used, like, extra force and all that sort of stuff, and if the dragon, like, crashed its own eggs that weren't golden. Um, the egg revealed a clue, which was important for the second task, which was a task where they had to go into the Black Lake, um, hold their breath underwater for an hour, retrieve something special from the, sur- from the bottom of the lake, which was their date, the Yule Ball, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and get out in, in, in under an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third task was a maze. And in the book, the maze was filled with uh, magical creatures, enchantments, and tricks that the the champions had to sort of like work their way through using magical skill, intelligence, cunning, and strength and courage. Um, and then in the center of the maze was a uh, the Trivers Cup. And the idea would be that the champion would grab the Trivers Cup and there would be no bad consequences after that. But um, that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> and the end. They did the it. End. They won. Yay. And a fun time was had by all. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, look. These tasks, yeah. I mean, we've discussed before, like, how the first task slaps. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it makes sense. Like, you know, it's a test of courage. The champions are, like, in a stadium where everyone can view everything, everyone can see everything that's going on. It's a very simple mission. Retrieve the egg, but mm-hmm. you've got to fight a dragon to do it. Like, it's, it's great. Yeah. Like, it's good entertainment. It's good magical skills. It's good courage. Like, I can see how that works. It's also like, it's not just courage, it's also your resourcefulness and your adaptability yeah. because the champions weren't supposed to know what they were dealing with until right before it happened. So they were supposed yeah. to be told, like, you've got to get past a dragon and then have like 10 minutes to prepare and then have to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be given time to think ahead and plan, they just had to act. Yeah, and I guess like it, it was also kind of a test of intelligence too. Like, you know, the average wizard should know if they have studied or paid attention in school that dragons the only weak point of a dragon is their eyes mm-hmm. so if like they are learned and intelligent they should be able to think okay if i go for the eyes then i might have a chance um mm. but yeah it's a, it's a good test it's a good challenge and then there's the other two <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so my big beef with the other two is that obviously the audience can't see shit. The audience yeah. isn't being entertained by what's going on in the, with the champions. I don't mm-hmm. think the tasks are necessarily that bad. I think they, they challenge the champions appropriately. Um, they have amount, enough stakes and they're like all that sort of stuff. But yeah, yeah, it's just the entertainment value really falls off. They're varied enough as well. Like there's yeah. like you've got to solve a riddle and stuff for the second challenge. There's mm-hmm. problem solving skills. There's strategy. There's like preparing, planning ahead. There's endurance as well. Endurance, yeah, especially for the maze. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. and like swimming underwater isn't yeah. easy. Like and it's freezing. Is the best one. It's yeah, like it's fucking freezing. It's, it's February. <laughs> yeah. That's winter. Um, Harry chose the, <laughs> Harry's gillyweed was inspired because he was able to move through the water so quickly. The others had like 
fucking bubblehead charms, man. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you gotta go deep in that dark, black, cold water. Yeah, and, like, uh, that's hard. We'll talk to about swim. this. <laughs> I've got thoughts about this. <sighs> okay, so I've got. I've got some thoughts about, like, what the tournament is supposed to test and areas where I feel like it fails. I want to talk yeah. about that. Go nuts. Yeah, let's, let's Okay. So here's some quotes that I've got from HP Wiki. Each mm-hmm. tournament consists of three tasks designed to test the champion's courage, intelligence, resourcefulness, and magical ability. These tasks are yeah. exceedingly dangerous and differ from year to year. That's fine. So sure. they're dangerous and there's, those are the four things that the task is supposed to test. I am bothered because I think the tasks test a lot more than those four things, sometimes unfairly, but I'll get into that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other thing that I've got here is just like some hot bullshit that I think we should acknowledge. (laughs) Each champion is supposed to stand alone during the tournament, receiving no outside help from anyone, including friends and teachers. Cheating is frowned upon, though it has been known to take place several times during the history of the tournament, and some people believe it to be a traditional part of the event. So that's just some bullshit. This is like, oh, you can't get any help. You have to do it all on your own. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Like, fuck off. (laughs) It's also stupid because it spits in the face of the magical unity argument, you know? Like, Mm. this is meant to be a tournament where three schools come together and it's friendly competition and it's about, like, integration between those three cultures. So surely it should be, like, the champions can't get help from teachers, but should be encouraged to help each other. Like, you yeah. know, like, that's a that, that's a good source of competition. Like, if this was actually about, like, inter-school unity, what it would be is you wouldn't have one champion from each school. You would have teams with, like, mm. like one player from each school on a team. But, like, that's not really a contest. It's just sort of, like, a fun way to integrate and pl- have a game together. But, like, yeah. if you were actually going for unity and, like, inter-school cooperation and, you know, learning about each other or whatever, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, here are some things that I don't like. Dangerous. <laughs> so dangerous. <laughs> it's so fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like, <Really is. laughs> uh, as a spectator and as a reader... That's cool and interesting. But, like, if I was someone who was planning the tournament and the idea is that the students don't die, like, I fucked up. I did it so wrong and bad. In the maze, yeah. there's Acromantula. Acromantula eat people. <laughs> they full on eat people. And there's, like, one spell that expels them. And if so if you don't know that spell, yeah. get fucked. Also, they're intelligent. <laughs> like, Acromantula are people. And Harry and yeah. Cedric kill one. That's murder. That's fucked. <laughs> like, isn't it's... there a Dementor? No, that's a Bogart. Sorry. It's a yeah. Bogart. I was yeah. gonna say, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there were Dementors in there, though. Like, you might lose your soul in this fucking tournament. Like, it's supposedly less dangerous, but the only thing that we hear about how it's less dangerous, the only, like, safety measure that we actually hear about is students under 17 can't compete. And that's bullshit, yeah. because Harry competes. Yeah. So, like, here's the one thing that they tell us about how much safer it is, and it's the one thing that doesn't happen. <laughs> here's an argument, though. Yeah. If we're so, the question stands: Who will we making the tournament better for? Is it the champions mm. or the onlookers? Because, yeah, all you're saying is correct. Yeah, it's dangerous, but is it more entertaining if we have children in it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I want to go back to, like, J-Humans, like, what they specified. Magically challenging and entertaining for viewers. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe it doesn't have to be entirely safe. <laughs> but I think yeah. acromantula is probably a step too far. Like It's a bit, yeah. There's a line to walk, and the Hogwarts just goes all over the fucking place. <laughs> yeah. And I think I can excuse elements of danger if there's a logic to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if there's a reason then I can excuse it. But, like, just chucking an acromantula in the maze for, for kicks. Like, I don't think it's a reason for that. There could yeah. have been another creature or another challenge that was put in there that is using that resourcefulness, using that courage, but isn't, like, it could just fucking kill someone's spot Yeah. <laughs> like, you like, know. <laughs> like, obviously the dragon's dangerous, and there are oh, issues yeah. with the dragon, but I have way less issues with the dragon than I do with the acromantula. Because the mm-hmm. dragon's, like, monitored by an entire team of dragon experts who are there to make sure that everybody's safe. Oh, yeah. The acromantula is just like, loose yeah. in the maze. <laughs> and the dragon's, like, an animal. Like, the acromantula, like you said, has intelligence. It could mm-hmm. be planning, it could be waiting. What's to say it's going to follow the rules of the tournament? The beast is a yeah. beast. Like, you know, <laughs> the dragon will just do what it does to protect its eggs. And, like, that's that can be predicted just to a certain extent. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I'm sure this is going to keep coming up. I'll move on. Spectating, obviously, there's not much to say here. The second two tasks suck to watch. We yeah. we know this. The Bullshit. other thing that I don't like is that the tournament is really, really physical. This is supposed mm. to be a magical challenge. Like I said before, yeah. here are the things we're testing. Courage, intelligence, resourcefulness, magical ability. There's nothing in there about you have to be like a peak athlete. physical athlete to get through this yeah. talk. To get That's why I think Fleur tournament. was at a disadvantage, and I've brought this up before. It's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> like, Harry, Cedric, and Crum are all athletes. Crum is a professional athlete. Like, she's at a yeah. massive disadvantage compared to them, which sucks, because she's also the only female competitor. <laughs> but like, Forever bitter about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, you could be the most magically competent witch in school and still struggle to swim through a freezing cold lake for an hour. Like, that's mm. rough. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's those are my big beefs. I thought like I thought that one of my problems was going to be that the tournament is too Gryffindor, like it's too much about bravery <laughs> and stuff. But then when I actually thought about it and broke down the tasks, I'm like, no, that's just the way that Harry goes about it. Because yeah, actually there's tons of like problem solving, research and planning, hard work and preparing for every single challenge. Mm-hmm. There's also a massive social element and a political aspect. So that's there for your Hufflepuffs and your Slytherins. Harry Mm -hmm. just neglects all of that most of the time (laughs) because he thrives on bad decisions. That's how our boy runs. (laughs) Yeah, he just slept in and then he's like, fuck, I've got to get to the lake. And then he just, (laughs) it's great. He's like, I've got months to figure out this egg. I don't have to try. (laughs) I can do it later. Harry, my boy. <laughs> God, he does get better with time. Like, he yeah. prepares the shit out of the third task. Yeah, he does a good job there. <laughs> yeah, but, like, only by scraping through by the skin of his teeth the rest of the time. <laughs> so I've got some ideas to modify the existing tasks to make the Triwizard Tournament better, and then I've got ideas for my own tasks later. Oh, okay. I just came up with my own tournament. I'm like, start from scratch, you know? Let's just fucking... Yeah. Burn it all down. Reshape it all, you know? Yeah. It's crap. (laughs) I just want to talk a little bit about the first task. Like, we already have, but, you know. Sure, sure, sure. So, I think dragons is a great task. Like, it's the best. Well, maybe actually the maze is the best, but dragons is a very good task. Yeah. I would just like to make it a little bit less dangerous. 
mm-hmm. to like make sure nobody dies and nobody gets their face burned off and all those eggs don't get crushed like what happened in the actual books <laughs> so here's some suggestions for this I think if the dragons were in chains like they are in the movie so the champions can at least stay out of range of physical attacks like obviously they would still have to go into range to get to the egg but like mm-hmm. at least you know the second they step into the arena it's fucking game over <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, don't have the chain break like in the movie so the dragon just flies off. <laughs> yeah. I would like to give the champions like some sort of potion of fire resistance or like mm. robes of fireproof. I was going to say that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Like the entire tournament is judged on a points-based system of how well you do. So like they, there's no reason to have them really get burned by real fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, if the dragon breathes fire on them and then they're immune to fire because of magic, that's fine. You can still just deduct points. Like, nobody actually has to get hurt. It's just a game. Mm. How I think I would do that is I would have um, that the champions are provided with, like, robes that are fire resistant. Mm -hmm. But then they still have to be resourceful in, like, protecting themselves and, like, using defense like techniques properly. Yeah. So a clever champion, like what I would do, is I would like take off the cape of my robe and wrap it around my fucking face. Mm-hmm. So so I have like protective head from fire, but I can still see out of it and breathe out of it. Mm-hmm. Um or you could like, you know, use defensive maneuvers, you could use your athleticism if you have that, or you could like put a shield around yourself to or like continue to be wary of that sort of thing. And so that yeah. would go towards the point system. Like how do you cover your face? How do you protect your skin that is exposed? Mm-hmm even though your robes and the rest of your body are safe. Yeah. Because, um, like, I just think fire is dangerous enough without yeah. the risk of getting burned. Yeah. Like, if a huge lizard is, like, superheating all of the air around you, it's already hard to breathe and think and focus on magic. Like, you just don't also need the searing pain of your flesh being burned off. <laughs> it's unnecessary. Yeah. Um. Here's another suggestion that I... I don't know if you'll go for it, but I think all the dragons should be the same. Mm. Just for fairness. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I think um, a good compromise should be all the dragons should be the same threat level, like Ministry of Magic threat level. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Because, like, entertainment value, we don't want to be seeing someone fight a Welsh green four times. Like, you know? Mm. <laughs> we want yeah, to mix that's it up what I was bit. thinking. We want to have different for the spectators, challenges. Yeah. yeah. For the spectators, it's a little bit more boring if it's the same dragon four times. But also, like, Harry gets an unnecessarily aggressive dragon. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's unnecessary. Um, So if they were all the same sort of danger level, but then the champions have to be like, oh, well, this is um, this kind of dragon and they hate uh, loud noises. Or, oh, this is this kind of dragon and so I should Mm -hmm. avoid its tail. Like, you know, that sort of stuff. Um, Yeah. I would like it if there was some sort of strategy with the breed of dragon. Like, maybe they get to choose what kind of dragon they have to fight. And, like, you know, they can do a little bit of planning there. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Also, the idea that it's a surprise, that they're supposed to be told immediately before the task and then they have to deal with the dragon, that's bullshit. Like, (laughs) give them a fucking chance. (laughs) I think, like... A day. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say give them, like, 24 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because 
that's even good for the spectators as well. What the task is going to be gets announced like at breakfast the morning before. And then you get to spend all day being like, oh my God, what are they going to do? Blah, blah, blah. The champions are sequestered for their own like private research and preparation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so exciting. And then you get to go and see the dragons. Like, yeah. I don't know, it just builds it. Makes but, it and more that's interesting. good. Especially if you do have different species and the champions are just told you'll be facing a dragon, not the species of dragon. So then they can still yeah. research. They can still be like, okay, what are general weaknesses? What are general things I've got to keep in mind? But maybe they don't know. They, don't, they can't look up a specific dragon and know what their strategy mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. Something that Harry just didn't do. He just didn't look up kinds of dragons. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> All he knows about the dragons is what he overheard when he was invisible near the dragons. <laughs> oh God. Read a book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So second task. This is my least favorite task. Mm, yeah. I hate being underwater. It's terrifying. It's dark. It's difficult to navigate. Pressure changes. Pressure changes are like the most horrifying things that can happen to your body. Yeah. I hate it. It's fucked. There's creatures in there. It's just, this is so dangerous. It's impossible to make it safe and it's very difficult to make it spectatable. This is my least favorite task by far. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea to have like a different element brought in that the champions have to navigate their way through. But I think Mm -hmm. choosing the Black Lake for the danger reasons, for the spectator reasons, it's not the best choice. Not at all. Yeah. Having them like swim through a tank full of Grindylows or something like that, that I can see like that's a that's a good challenge. And there's a way to make that, you know, visible for everybody. It's not enough for an entire uh, task, but I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah. Also, what I don't like is that, like, obviously it's not spectatable, but, like, nobody knows what happens down there. No. Like, the way that they judge it is the mermaid comes up and tells Dumbledore what happened, and then Dumbledore relays it. But, yeah. like, now we're all judging, now we're all going by Dumbledore's word. And, yeah. like, he's one of the judges. And also... <laughs> and a representative yeah. of one of the schools. Like, and also by the mermaid's word. Like, who's to say that the champion doesn't brag the mermaid? Like, you know, we don't know. Yeah. We've got to have impartial people viewing it, or, like, as a crowd of people viewing it. Um, yeah so <laughs> defeats the fucking purpose like I'm pretty sure Cedric mm. came up to and explained to Dumbledore or confirmed what Dumbledore heard from the mermaid that Harry mm-hmm. was there first so like that's also you know that's a that's a biased thing too like Cedric is a Hogwarts champion so is Harry like you yeah. know <laughs> like it's true but it's <laughs> like yeah. it's, a, it's a problem like <laughs> So Dumbledore's the person who can speak all these languages. Apparently Barty Crouch can speak a bunch of languages as well. I don't know if he speaks Mermish. Honestly, if it was Barty Crouch who was getting the story from the mermaids, I wouldn't have as much of a problem with this. No, no. No problem at all. But it's the fact that Dumbledore is the only one who can speak Mermish. What if Igor Kakarov was the only one who could speak Mermish? I wouldn't believe a fucking word that he said. (laughs) Yeah, of course not. Bias. So I would like to suggest, like... Obviously, the ideal solution is some sort of, like, magical GoPro that everybody straps to their forehead. But, like, yeah. just make it exist. It's a magical world. Just <laughs> just make it yeah. happen. Or, like, uh, somebody who goes with the champions, like, not to help them, but just to keep an eye on them to protect them from drowning or whatever. Maybe they could have something like an emergency button that, like, you know... Shoots them, shoots them out of the lake, of the lake or like something like brings them straight to the yeah thing. like a inflatable life jacket yeah 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 but then something for the bends <laughs> you, can't, you can't just be rocketed to the surface of the lake you have to decompress this pressure stresses me out 
They got ocean madness. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't want their blood to fill with air. And it, uh, I hate talking about the fence. <laughs> it just fucks your body up in the worst ways. So I really don't like them swimming down to the bottom of the lake because none of them decompress properly. <laughs> yeah, it's stressful. I say just throw the entire second task out. I hate it. Yeah, it's crap. Yeah. Third task... I love the third task. I think it's a really, really great challenge. I love how there's so many different elements to it. Solving a maze, first of all, that's hard. <laughs> all yeah. of the different magical enchantments, all the different creatures that are in there, having to like race against each other. Like, There's so many different elements in this that makes it a really, really fun challenge. Yeah. Isn't there like one time where Harry like takes a step and then the world flips upside down and he's like hanging yeah, yeah, from yeah. what feels like the ceiling to him? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. <laughs> That's so cool. And More like, shit like that. I wish that we could see it. You know how the Hunger Games has like all the cameras and stuff like that and like everyone can see what's going yeah. on? Yeah. I know that's not a possible thing in the, the way that we know magic exists, but like... I, there's got to be some way that, they, that the spectators can see all these things that all the challenges are doing. Like, how cool to be like, oh, there's Cedric fighting off an acromantula, and oh, he's defeated it, and oh, while that was happening, Harry was walking on the sky. Like, you know? <laughs> like, that's yeah. so cool. <laughs> what, like, Omnioculars or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like, that could be great. I was going to say, like, The Hunger Games is a perfect example, because it would, in real life, it would be incredibly difficult for The Hunger Games to be a spectator sport. But Suzanne Collins just sort of writes her way around it and is like, oh, it's basically they've got these magic cameras that follow them everywhere, blah, blah, blah. She just fixes it. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if Suzanne Collins can do it, J.K. Rowling, step up your game. Yeah. (laughs) Just fix it with magic. You've got magic. Just be like, they've got magical GoPros. It's fine. Omnioculars are introduced in that book. If you could have, like, oh, we've created a new Omniocular for this thing where everyone in the audience has one. And then all the champions have one around their neck or something. So everything that the champion yeah. sees, you can see. And you can tune into different champions. Like, that would be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be so cool. And, like, yeah. a great callback to the beginning of the book in yeah. the Quidditch World Cup. Awesome. Yeah. Well done. Well done, Gem. <laughs> also, I would really like, like, a Mario Kart-style tracking system so oh, you yeah. can see where everybody is in the maze. <laughs> Yeah, I want to see a replay, you know? <laughs> yeah, picture in picture, down in the corner of the screen. I want to see the entire maze and where everybody is, so I can track who's winning. Yeah, 100%. Also, just nothing in there that can eat you. Get rid of the acromantulas. Yeah, okay, yeah, nothing that can eat you. Yeah. Yeah. I think also maybe the hedges could move and change around, or is that too hard? I mean, they do that in the movie. Um, I think, yeah. I think actually, yeah, that might be a bit too hard considering all the other stuff they've got to deal with in that maze. I think it's good to have a static maze and, like, because mm. then it's easy to track the progress of, like, who's coming first, who's coming second, etc. Yeah. Also, wizards are dumb as shit, so, like, yeah. solving a maze is already a challenge. It's already the size of the Quidditch pitch, which is, like, massive. So, yeah. <laughs> they've got to do it in, like, under a... No, there's no time limit, right? Yeah. There's no time limit. It's yeah. just first to the cup. Yeah. God, imagine mm. if they were there for like a week. <laughs> Day six in the maze. Well, <laughs> so Fleur and Crumb get knocked out immediately. Yeah. Imagine if Crumb had successfully taken out Cedric and then it was just Harry in the maze, but Harry sucks at mazes and he just can't solve it. Yeah. Like, what would have happened <laughs> four days in? <laughs> Fucking hell. 
Um, okay, is there anything else you wanted to critique about the current task? No, I just, like, if we're talking about making the Triwizard Tournament better, I just wanted to suggest some ways to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, yeah, valid. I can, I can see all those points. I think that they all make sense. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> Tell let's, me about your let's tasks. Imagine, let's imagine. Let's <laughs> take a moment. So, as I said before, the tasks for the Triwizard Tournament are designed to test magical ability, intelligence, and courage, basically. Mm-hmm. Resourcefulness comes up in all of those things, okay? Yeah, um, that's fine. <laughs> my idea is quite simple. Three tasks, three values. Let's, like, you know, let's have one for each one. And I also oh, want okay. to see if I can integrate something relevant to each of the schools or their cultures in each of the tasks. So, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, because then I that love brings... that, because then that's inter-school unity. Inter-school unity. There you go. It's not that hard, you know? <laughs> International magical cooperation to make friends. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, um, task one, courage. So, I'm going to start off strong. I'm going to start off with a bang. The champions mm-hmm. will be placed in a mountainous arena with a grab horn. Their objective, Ooh. subdue the creature so that you are able to shave off a bit of its horn. Now, wow. Was, okay. Yeah. So a grab horn, it's um, known to roam mountainous areas in Europe. I have always assumed that Durmstrang School was in a mountainous cold area mm-hmm. in, in Europe because I think Crumb um, hints at that, that like they all have to wear woolens and there's no water and it's very freezing and cold and snowy mm-hmm. so it seems like yeah i think that's canon yeah so a grab horn is like this massive fucking beast it's like a big strong brutish beast and i think there's like in fantastic beast and where to find them it says that um lion not lions sorry giants <laughs> giants are said to um attempt to ride grab horns although grab horns don't like to be domesticated so giants have been known to have grab horn scars on them but, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So this is a challenging creature. We, so they sound really fucking dangerous, right? Like impossible to, yeah, impossible to deal with, right? Mm-hmm. But well, grab horn horns are used in common potions and stuff like that. So we know that wizards do have to deal with these creatures on the reg. To, like there's some someone has a job where they have to tackle a grab horn and get some some of their horn off. So it's possible. So yeah, <laughs> it basically it's not impossible. We just. Have to, we just yeah, it's not impossible. It's very, it's something that's done like commonly enough because it's a very common ingredient. Um, the champions just have to sort of test their courage and their resourcefulness to be able to figure out how is the best way that I can subdue this animal and shave off a bit of its horn. So, mm-hmm. what do you think? Just quickly, just to interrupt, the grab horn, um, I thought it was the big horny girl from Fantastic Beasts and Where to no, Find It. It's not it's that. It's not the uh, But that. Yeah, there are grapons in Fantastic yeah. Beasts and Where to Find Them. They're one of the background creatures in Newt's Commander's suitcase, so just give them a little Google if you don't know what they look like. They have kind of like a tentacly face. I think they're shown in Fantastic Beasts as like in the suitcase and they have a, a young child. Yeah. They have like a baby grapon, so yeah. that's why they're there. They're a protected species. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're like a big kind of mountain lion with a tentacly face sort of thing, but with a big horn. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I think this sounds really, really good. I like, um, so there's not four grab horns, right? There's only one in the arena. Uh, oh, I, I thought of it as like a one of a time thing. So maybe there's a couple of grab horns. Oh, that okay. are, like, like with the dragons, a new one is introduced because I don't want the grab horn to be continually pummeled with wizards. <laughs> I think that's a bit, oh. yeah. Yeah, I was imagining like, 
you know, it's an arena and like when you said a mountainous arena, I was thinking like maybe like a square 20k of mountains or something. And like the idea is to find the Grapporn in this huge mountainous area and get some of its horn. So it's like first to it. This is a courage test. So it's like enter the room. Right, right, right. Um, so okay, I just have a description of grab horns here. I forgot to read out. Um, oh, grayish okay. purple with a humped <laughs> back, two very long sharp horns. Walk on large four thumbed feet, an extremely aggressive nature. Grab horn hide is even tougher mm-hmm. than a dragon's and repels most spells. It is possible to fight these okay. because powdered grab horn horn is used in many potions. So yeah, that's what I have about them. Mm-hmm. So they're quite tough, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like this. So, like, one at a time, they have to basically yeah. subdue this thing and get some horn from it. Yeah, That's cool. You've basically just reflavored the dragon task. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yeah. This is the best one. It, it, it yeah. tests the it tests the value. It's spectatable. It's entertaining, and it's possible. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Task two: intelligence. Mm-hmm. So, champions are sent into an environment and told to find two things. One of the things they find is a threat that needs to be found and removed from the environment. The other is a secret advantage they will need to use their wits to find. Once the advantage is found, champions can keep it until the beginning of task three and do what they wish with it. If the champion wards off the threat before they find the advantage, the timer stops and they have completed the task without finding that advantage. Oh, okay. I get it. Okay. So the environment is a normal looking farm. Hidden amongst the animals mm-hmm. on the farm is a nogtail, found rurally across Europe. So this is my um, Hogwarts creature, because it's found all across sort of like Europe farmland. Um, mm-hmm. They resemble stunted piglets with long legs, thick stubby tails, and narrow black eyes. It pretends to be a piglet and suckles onto a sow. The longer it is on the farm, the bigger it grows and the more, um, the more blights there are on the farm. So it's like kind of like a cursed environment. Um, mm-hmm. they're very fast and difficult to catch if it is chased beyond the boundaries of the farm by a pure white dog it will never return <laughs> so that's the threat okay <laughs> <laughs> the advantage will be hidden in the bricks of a farmhouse with an enchantment that will be cast on the stone where if the champion taps the right stones to the tune of a Hogwarts song it will open and reveal the advantage a procedure to view an antidote to uncommon poisons Okay, so okay, I've included the advantage as like hidden behind these stones, and the champions have to sort of tap out a tune because it should have been. Mm-hmm. It's part of school unity, so this is the Hogwarts challenge. It should have been that at the, at the start of the year, the champions heard the Hogwarts song at the Great Hall. Okay, <laughs> so the test is like, were you involved enough in school unity and participation to remember the tune of this annoying song enough? <laughs> Mm-hmm. To be able to code your way through. So the enchantment will give them clues as to, like, what they need to do in order to break through the bricks and, like, find this this recipe for uncommon poisons. Um, so the champions need to figure that out. And then there's a threat mm-hmm. that, they need, that they need to find and get rid of. So this is the intelligence task. Okay. So there's a couple of things there. Obviously, the tune of the Hogwarts song, that gives a massive, massive advantage to the Hogwarts champion. Yep. Um but fair enough, because I like... Well, not exactly fair enough, but I'm willing to allow it because I think it's cool for Interhouse Unity and also, like you said, they should have heard the song at the beginning. Yeah. Um, that is something that happens in the books. Um, the only other problem, I think, is that the Hogwarts 
song doesn't have a specific tune. Everybody <laughs> sings it to their own tune. It only has words. Yeah. Because wizards, they're so kooky. That's right. Sorry. I, I remember that after I wrote it. I don't mean... So maybe mm. not the tune. Maybe they have to sing Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Warty, Hogwarts, teach us something, please. Teach and us then something, the wall please. opens. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's simple enough to remember. Like, that's the whole song. <laughs> yeah. I would... <laughs> I would like it if there was some sort of clue or something yeah. to that. Oh, definitely so, like, there will be. So, like, I'm trying to think yeah. of how I would do it, but it's, like, maybe there's, like, the bricks in the farmhouse, and, like, one of the bricks has, like, a musical note imprinted on it. So if the mm-hmm. champions are, are clever enough to notice that, and they start to, like, sort of test the enchantment with their, with their magic, and they, like, maybe start to hear music, and they, like... It sounds like, you know, I don't know. Mm. I've got to figure out, like, maybe there's a Hogwarts crest on another brick if yeah. they, like, brush it away and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's like they've got to kind of mm. riddle their way through it. Um, yeah. Something along the lines of, you know, speak friend and enter. Yeah. Like, you know, some sort of clue yeah. to figure it a, out. A riddle yeah. that tells you music and Hogwarts. And then you should be able to be like, okay, music, Hogwarts, the Hogwarts song, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I don't. I didn't expect you to write a bunch of riddles for this episode. Just an idea of what they are is okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, the advantage is a um, is a procedure to brew the antidote for uncommon poisons. Um, okay, that's in- extremely worrying. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Uh, I really like the idea of being trapped in an enclosed environment with something that is a threat to you, mm-hmm. and like it hunts you for as long as you can stand that and then you hunt it. Mm. I like that, like, the flip of it. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah, interestingly enough, it doesn't really explain what, what I write about the um, Nogtail. It doesn't explain how the the farm or the environment then is cursed. But I would imagine, like, mm-hmm. maybe similar effects to a Dementor. Like, you just start to feel bad. Maybe you get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Maybe things, like, don't go as planned. So the aim is to obviously find this threat quickly and get rid of it, but you want to find that advantage too. So mm-hmm. it's an endurance test as well. Yeah. I like the strategy of that mm. because obviously like, unless you've changed things, the tournaments judge by points. Mm-hmm. So like you probably could get a lot of points by going in there and immediately getting rid of the knob tail. Yeah. Like if you came out like 30 seconds later, like that would obviously give you a massive advantage, but then it means that you didn't find that clue. Mm-hmm. And so you're at a disadvantage. So, like, there's different ways you could approach this depending on how you want to play your game. I like that. That's interesting. Exactly. It's like it's like a survivor challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you go for immunity or do you go for the reward? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> you gotta be Miley yeah. Cyrus. Best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would want to try and get that advantage. Oh, definitely. Um, but, like, we play the long yeah. game. We're Slytherins. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that's task two. And then we have task three, mm-hmm. which tests magical ability. And this is our Bobatons challenge. Mm-hmm. So champions will have their Yule Ball. That's, that's how it always is, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I do like... The, the one thing that I did like about the second task in the original book is that the Yule Ball dates were kidnapped. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's fun. <laughs> I think that's cool. Okay. It gives it a like a bit of a personal element. And then I also like that... It takes something that was supposed to be like a no stress social function and makes it an incredibly yeah. high stress public sort of thing. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> so I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to have the champions Yule Ball dates kidnapped mm-hmm. and they're going to be part of this challenge. So, um, with their consent, of so course. What, 
Yeah, with their consent. We'll have to get their consent. If we can't, we'll have to find someone else the champion cares about that can consent. Mm -hmm. Um, So what will happen to these kidnappies is that they'll be dosed with uncommon poison. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That takes um, two hours to kill them. Okay. Okay. So champions then have to use Thestrals, which are a French magical creature, to orienteer themselves around various locations on school grounds and collect three potion ingredients for the antidote. Mm -hmm. So they need to collect fire seeds. And they need to collect billywig stings and uh, chip furzel carapace. Okay. So I've got all these things hidden around. So they collect the fire seeds from a plant um, or a green from a plant place or a greenhouse. And the way to do that is to freeze the fire seeds, that, and then you can collect them safely. Mm-hmm. Um, billywig stings. They uh, these will be collected from a high place. So you'd need to be able to orienteer the thestral. Um, properly to find these billywig stings mm-hmm. and they'd probably be hidden like up at the top of a tower like near a bird's nest or something yeah um the chip versal carapace it's sort of like a bug carapace thing so that would be in a place where the carapace is transfigured and hiding so it could just be a normal courtyard or a, a, like a some sort of outdoor classroom area mm-hmm. and the champions need to be able to, de- to detect a transfigured object and untransfigure it um, and find the right one um, and then they return to where their dates are and brew the potion. Obviously, the advantage of having the recipe already from the previous challenge, those people would have the advantage of knowing how to brew the potion. Mm-hmm. The other champions would have to figure it out for themselves if they don't have the advantage or know from their prior knowledge. Safety measures. Yes, of course. <laughs> so... I was going to say, because obviously you'd have to have Snape there on hand with antidotes ready. Yeah, so we'd have a potions master, we'd have... Um, a Madame Pomfrey type mm-hmm. standing with all the uh, dosed dates mm-hmm. to make sure and, and keeping a strict time to see like, you know, if anyone, if everyone's okay. Yeah. So if it gets to like one hour, 50 minutes, basically those people are going to be going to be given antidotes yeah. and all that sort of stuff. And every, and, and everything that they do is being monitored to make sure they're not going to fucking die. Yeah. I would um, say like, you would probably want to give them like, this will make you very, very sick, like in four hours, but you only have three hours to do the task. And, like, once you're three yeah. hours up, they get given the antidote no matter what. So, like, there's yeah, an element good, of stress to it, but it's not like no one's actually going to die. Just do it right. <laughs> and also, um, any potion that a champion brews will be tested before by a potion master before being administered to anyone, of course, <laughs> to make sure that it's correct. Sorry, Ron. Um, Harry's failing this task. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, there's no way he um, passes this one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's essentially the task. Whoever gets mm-hmm. the don't, whoever gets the antidote to their date first, is tried as a champion. Mm-hmm. I love this. I love this so much. Um, You're welcome. Partially because it's very close <laughs> to one of my ideas. <laughs> I love the use of thestrals because that's yeah. visually very interesting. Because they're these invisible mm-hmm. creatures, they've got this great stigma to them, so that's an extra layer to it. But um, most of the people who would be competing in this tournament shouldn't be able to see Thestrals because it's rare for somebody mm-hmm. so young to have encountered death. Yeah. So that's interesting. I like the challenge of that. That's an extra, extra layer to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, gives, it gives any champion who can see Thestrals an added advantage because, mm-hmm. like, I think a lot of people are terrified of Thestrals because they can't see them. And, like, yeah. I think if you can see them, you're just like, oh, it's just a spooky horse and you'll get over it. <laughs> Yeah. 
And so that could be good. Like, say maybe you didn't find the advantage in the second task, but hey, you've seen someone die. <laughs> so you have an advantage in the third task. Yeah. Like, it's impossible to make, like, any sort of challenge, you know, completely unbiased and completely fair from every angle. There's always going to be ways that people will just have natural advantages and disadvantages. So that's not a criticism at all. I just think it's interesting. Yeah. I really like going around the school and finding things. That's interesting. Yeah. You can have spectators at different positions. So you can have spectators in the astronomy tower and seeing the high Billy Wigsting mm-hmm. um, thing. You could have spectators in the courtyard with the transfigured object. You could have spectators near the fire seeds and spectators near the dose dates mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. So it's a nice sort of like relay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I really like having to brew a potion because that's mm-hmm. a show of magical ability. That's what this tournament's supposed to be about, baby. Yeah, it's not all wand-waving. There's other <laughs> things to magical ability. It's also flying. Yeah. Because, like... And that's introducing another element, which isn't water. You know? <laughs> so it's not shit. Um, so it's magical ability in potion-making. Magical ability in herbology. Mm-hmm. Magical ability in uh, transfiguration. And magical ability in flying. Mm. So there's quite a few elements to it. Yeah. And, like, acting under stress and pressure as well. Because you're like, my best friend's been poisoned. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's cool. I really love what you did where you took, like, themes of each school. Mm -hmm. That's so fun. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah, well done. (laughs) Let's see yours. Yours is obviously much better than mine. So I didn't come up with, like, three set challenges because... I didn't know what your tasks were going to be, and I assumed there would be some overlap. (laughs) Surprisingly little, as it turns out. So I've just got some general ideas of, like, things that I would have liked to see. Uh, The first one that I've got, which is the one that was quite similar to yours, uh, something like a scavenger hunt. Mm, Nice. Yeah. So I started this out with, I wanted something in the muggle world, because... I really wanted to take the students and put them in a completely unfamiliar environment and wizards are just so lost and hopeless in the muggle world that that seemed like a decent challenge, but there's some problems there. Obviously. That's it. Yeah. That's interesting. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt. No, you go. um, Because I assume that like traditionally most of the champions would have been pure blood, right? Because they like selected based on magical ability. And if there's like bias behind Mm -hmm. that. Like, that's interesting to think, like, oh, maybe, like, only Muggleborns and Halfbloods have only just started to be champions over the last few years, and then, bam, toss set in the Muggle world. Get fucked, Pureborns. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I don't, this isn't just for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how, like, biased the magical cop is, but, like, I'm pretty sure Harry's the only Halfblood. I'm pretty sure the others are all Pureblood, aren't they? Seems like it. Seems like it. Like, there's nothing to say that they're not, mm. certainly. Certainly Cedric Diggory is, and Fleur. Don't know about Crumb. Yeah. 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 So there's some problems with this. Obviously, there is a massive, massive advantage to anyone who's a muggle born or a half blood. Because, Good. yeah. But I also. <laughs> I don't like the risk of exposing innocent muggle bystanders to danger or magic. Like, that seems yeah. problematic. So mm-hmm. instead of, like, just sort of sending them out into the muggle world, what I came up with was a scavenger hunt where, like, they have to go to a bunch of different places and obtain a bunch of different items 
by completing several challenges. Something more like The Amazing Race. Have you ever seen that? Oh, I love The Amazing Race. Mm. Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> Basic premise of The Amazing Race is that, like, people have to travel all over the world. Like, they have to get on planes and trains and travel all through different countries to get to specific locations to complete challenges. It's like a reality TV show, if you haven't seen it before. <laughs> so good. It is very stressful. <laughs> People freak out. They're like, oh my god, like, we can get there 30 minutes earlier if we take seven different planes. <laughs> it's like high stress. And they have like specific amounts of money. Anyway, enough about the amazing race. So like, I think mostly they would be going and fetching items from around Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Like something that's high above the castle that they have to fly up to. Something that's hidden in the dungeons. Another thing that's on the ground somewhere. But one of them should be, like, go through this portal or whatever, because I don't know how you would make this happen practically. But, like, attire yourself... Yeah. Attire yourself as a muggle, go into the muggle world, fetch something from a muggle place without using magic or attracting attention to yourself. Buy a pack of gum. And, like, maybe... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Either it's, like, literally go to a grocery store and buy something, or it's, like, we've hidden something in the middle of the train station or whatever, and you've got to get it. Um... And I feel like this could be maybe a bonus round, which gets you massive extra points mm. because it's harder than all of the other tasks and items or whatever. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, I think that would be interesting to watch and do. But <laughs> by the way, in my version of this, everybody has magical GoPros, magical Omnioclears, whatever the fuck. Yeah. Like we just make it work. <laughs> we make these spectatable. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Yeah. I mean, the way to... That's, sorry, the way to make that safe, the portal to the mugger world thing, is just, like, it's a bonus round, so what the champion has to do in order to go through the portal is obviously they have to choose their attire, and they have to hand over their wand. Mm-hmm. So they can't cast Ooh. spells. And then if you have spectators in the crowd, they are also dressed appropriately. They're probably dressed by people if they can't dress themselves, and they don't have wands either. No magic. Yeah. There's no magic allowed. I've... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, like... Like, I think if I did the scavenger hunt, it might take place, like, over the course of the entire day. Mm -hmm. Like, it would be a huge, long event. Like, it might be the final event. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think I would have spectators, like, in the muggle world. It would be definitely some sort of GoPro situation. Where, like, everybody is staying at Hogwarts in the same place, but they're watching their champions run around on screens. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So that's one of my ideas. Something that's, like a little bit similar that I had is some sort of like dungeon crawl slash obstacle course. (laughs) Dungeon crawl. I was going... Such a DM. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. So something along the lines of the Philosopher's Stone protections where it's like literally like a series of rooms with a different challenge in each one. Objective. Survive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like we have to run a gauntlet of different challenges. Some of them are magical. Some of them are logical reason based. Some of them are physical challenges. Mm -hmm. And like... Maybe it's like it just keeps going and getting harder and harder. Or maybe it's like if you fail one room, you fail that room, but you move on to the next room. So you don't get stuck if a troll hits you or whatever. (laughs) Cool. Points-based system. I think that's the way that... Yeah, a points-based system. Like each room, you do the best that you can. And if you make it through to the other room, you get the most points. If you fail, you still move along anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so that would, like, I initially conceived of that as like a dungeon crawl because I was basing it on Philosopher's Stone. But then I thought, actually, this is much more better as, like, some sort of Ninja Warrior obstacle course. I was going to say, American Ninja Warrior, yeah. Yeah. Or Wipeout. <laughs> Wipeout. <laughs> For our Australian viewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, either way, it would be arranged in such a way that people can literally sit in stands and watch, but I think it works better as, like, a huge open-air obstacle course, kind of like a cross between the Philosopher's Stone protections and Lupin's obstacle course for his final end-of-year exams. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Very doable. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, like, where I was saying before, you know, you would have them swim through a tank full of Grindylows. Like, that could be a stage of the obstacle course. Yeah. Yeah. That's another idea. Very good. Um, another one that I had, uh, something like a talent show. <laughs> <laughs> all of my tasks are like something like this. <laughs> oh, yes. So are all the judges yeah. like in spinning chairs looking at the voice? <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. It's become incredibly obvious that I've just thought of different television <laughs> shows. <laughs> There's also, like, The Biggest Loser and MasterChef. Oh, my God. I haven't thought about The Biggest Loser in so long. I know, right? I think about it every day. That was fucked. I can't believe that was on television. Terrible. Terrible. It's called The Biggest Loser, and it's about fat people. What a terrible show. Anyway, enough about that. (laughs) So, in the talent show, the idea is that there are so many categories, let's say seven, and it's like... all right. Yeah. So it's kind of like the practical final exam. So it's like a potion, a transfiguration, a charm, a herbology, blah, 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 blah. Like all the different categories of magic. And the idea is that you go up and you do one thing for that category and you get judged on like how complex the magic is, how well you pull it off, Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing. So each of the champions gets up and does their talents or whatever, and they're judged on basically how well they do. Like, it's the talent show. Yeah. And I think there should be one misc category that's like, you know, just do whatever your best magic is. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I think that could be really interesting, but I wanted something like this that just had no physical component to it. Because, like I said, it bothers me that you basically have to be an athlete to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. This is straight up, this is just magical ability. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You don't have to walk or run or stand or do anything. You could do all of this sitting down. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Um, And then I've got two more. One that I really like the idea of, but I just don't know how to do it. I wrote a moral choice. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you got you got hanging off of one side of the bridge, you got Mary Jane, and hanging off the other side of the bridge, yes. you got a school bus full of children. Literally. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea how you would do it. But something like a real-life trolley problem yeah. or a real-life prisoner's dilemma, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is like reasoning, morals, social ability, like some sort of challenge like that I really wanted to do that but I just have no idea how to actually do it I have it. an idea yeah um, let's it's go it's kind Tell of me. dodgy but basically mm-hmm. you'd have the challenges uh, the champions monitored and you would see mm-hmm. which champions share advantages and 
are open to being unified with each other and which ones are like Mm -hmm. really ultra competitive and don't want to help other people. And so that would get marked at the end and the champions wouldn't be told. Mm -hmm. So it'd have some kind of way to monitor that, see which champions are cooperative and which ones are so ultra competitive that it's going against the house unity thing, not house unity, Mm -hmm. school unity thing. Yeah. And then you just give points to people that were willing to embrace unity at the end of it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I like the interhouse unity aspect of this. Mm. Oh, interhouse, interschool unity, international magical cooperation. <laughs> yeah. My only idea is like a variation of Snape's challenge from book one, where you've got all the different potions and it's a logic puzzle. Something like that, but incorporating aspects of the prisoner's dilemma. Right. Do you know the prisoner's dilemma? Yeah, that's like two guys rob a bank. One guy gets told he'll get, he'll get immunity if he tells the other tells the other mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's basically like um high reward if you betray your friend, low low punishment if you don't betray your friend and like yeah. yeah. Ba- it's basically like evaluating risk and reward based on how much you trust another person and whether they're likely to betray you yeah. and how likely you are to betray them. Yeah. yeah. Um so like some variation of that, but it's kind of hard to do because the prisoner's dilemma is like based in trust and it's hard to do that in a competition (laughs) because it's like, well, all four of us are competing against each other. So obviously I should do the thing that most advantages me, not that most advantages the group. Mm -hmm. Like that's what a competition is. So it's very hard for me to actually like figure out how I would do it. But I don't know. I feel like there's something in here that I could turn into a task if I just had more time to hash it out. Yeah. I I do think there's potential for that because there's like, moments of that in the tournament like you know um Mm. harry saves cedric from the fucking hedge and like cedric tells harry about the egg and and, like it's mainly between cedric and harry because that's who we see um yeah but like you know there's there's elements to that that you could work on i think you could incorporate into a challenge um Mm. yeah or like even this reference sorry even like a even like a potions challenge like with snape's thing in the first book where it's like Mm -hmm. Once you have completed the potions challenge, um, you can like make things easier for the next person at an advantage, yeah. at, at, and that gives you an advantage in the next room. But or you can make things harder for the next person, and that won't give you any advantage, like or something like that. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I like that. So. Like, maybe if this was part of my dungeon crawl obstacle course challenge, like this was one of the rooms or whatever, it's like, basically, as you leave, you have the option to set up this room so that it's easier or harder for the next person. Mm -hmm. And you get advantages or disadvantages based on what you choose. Yeah, that's interesting. Because then it's like... So instead of running all the champions from the course through the course from beginning to end, I would run them through like different sections of it at different times. Yeah. So everybody has a chance to go ahead of somebody else and go behind somebody else, and they get judged based on if they s- try to screw each other over or if they try to help each other, basically. Yeah. And essentially, like, yeah. what you'd do is if each room was timed, you'd set it up so that if you're trying to screw over the person behind you, that uses up more of your time. So that's the disadvantage mm. to you, but if you're vindictive enough, you'd think it's an advantage because you're screwing over maybe someone that you see as a big threat. But if you yeah. don't try and screw them over and in, tra- in fact try to help them, that lessens the amount of time that you're in the room or something like that. Or like it, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so it helps you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, obviously, we have it's hard to spitball the kinks out of this as, yeah. like, as we're doing it off the top of our dome. But yeah, there would be a way to iron this out to make it work really interestingly. And I think it works as part of the obstacle course dungeon crawl it's idea. It's kind of like Saw 5. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, but... I do. Yeah, if they'd all just yeah. worked together, they wouldn't have all had to die in the end. <laughs> they would have just all been yeah. a little bit injured. Long story short. <laughs> What I've been thinking of, and this is like a reference that's too obscure and too convoluted to explain properly. So congratulations to anyone who understands it. I'm not explaining it to the rest of you. (laughs) In the Adventure Zone podcast, season one balance, chapter whatever, the suffering game. As they are moving through the terrible suffering maze full of suffering challenges. One of the challenges they have is forsake or trust. Mm which is basically the prisoner's dilemma, but a game showified version. And that's where I got this idea from. So the trust forsake challenge from the adventure zone. Anyone who understands, understands. I'm not explaining it to anybody else. (laughs) All the cool kids know what I mean when I say Saw 5. (laughs) (laughs) And my final challenge, I genuinely cannot believe that you didn't come up with this because I thought this would be absolutely number one straight out of the gate, your idea. A duel. Make them fight. (laughs) Fights to the death. Fight, children. Fight to the death. <laughs> <laughs> Fight to the death for my entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's been ages since I've done that. Yeah, make them fight. It's an old joke from high school. Get him in a punch-up. Get these kids in a mm. brawl. I want to see children fight. Yeah. Baby fights, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Baby fights. Um, obviously, if Harry doesn't get in there and fuck it up... That would be three champions, three fights. They each fight each other. They get judged based on... It's like still a points-based system. So it's not like a, you know, paper, scissors, rock thing. Mm -hmm. That would be cool. Just make them fight each other. (laughs) I was thinking like a more complicated version of this. If you didn't just want to have them like straight up get up and duel each other like Harry and Draco in second book movie. Like you could put it in with the maze challenge and make it a bit more Hunger Games-esque where, like, three champions enter and the last one standing wins. Oof. Because then it's like, <laughs> there's strategy. Do I track down the other champions and fight them? Or do I try and navigate the maze and let the maze take them out? Do I just bunker down and hide? Mm. And, like, wait and see what happens? Let's like catch the flag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah um... Yeah, I think the fighting is very entertaining, very funny. I don't know if it hits the house mm-hmm. movie aspect of it, and they're, and they're like, um, it definitely doesn't. No. <laughs> like if, if, especially, especially if that was one of the earlier tasks. Oof, that's gonna mm. <laughs> that's gonna cause some splinters, you know? Yeah, <laughs> this is way more fun if it's not a challenge between three people. If it's a challenge between three schools. Oh yeah. If it's an all-out, every single student capture the flag. Yeah. Fuck yeah. God, that would be fun. That's awesome. They should just do that anyway as part of the Triwizard experience. Like, you know, oh yeah, it's yeah. A Saturday. And like, everyone, let's do Capture the Flag. Bobatons versus mm-hmm. Jones Strang versus Hogwarts, you know? And then, oh once God. you've done the, the, the schools versus each other, you mix it up. So it's like, okay, everyone gets given a number. One, two, three. And it's like, one, two, three. All yeah. the twos over here. And it's a mix. And all the threes over here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Jem, it's been so long since I was just outdoors with a massive group of people playing a fun game together. Yeah. Like, the crushing weight of the last year just hit me all in one go. (laughs) God, I want to play Capture the Flag with a big group of people. I've never played Capture the Flag, but the Australian version of this is Tiggy. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I've definitely played this. I was about to say, you've definitely played this because we've played it together, like at dad's 50th birthday party. Oh, yeah, that was like once, I don't remember it. But Tiggy was yeah. iconic. Like, you know, the simple thing is you get tagged, you're it. <laughs> like, mm. that's it. That's the, that's the rules. Yeah. Well, the variation that I was thinking of is basically everybody wears a belt and you have two kind of like tails yeah. attached to your tails. Hips. Are fun, yeah. And yeah, and the idea is to steal everybody else's tails because if both of your tails get pulled off, uh, you're out. Yeah. And if you collect a bunch of people's tails, something I don't know. You become a king. I forget the rules. There's a yeah. Oh no, wait. I got an even better one. Handball. <laughs> 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 so good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I feel uh, bull rush. Let's, no, no. Let's just play bull rush. Bull rush is fun. <laughs> oh, what's? Hang on. Is bull rush where like everybody links arms and you charge at each other? Um, bull rush. From what I remember, someone is it, and you just have to run and not get tagged. If you get tagged, you get stuck in the mud. The next round, if yes. someone crawls underneath your legs, you're free. If not, you're abandoned yes. in the dirt and you're dead. Um. <laughs> yes, Bull Rush is like everybody has to cross the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's a version of this game where it's like two teams. One team you all link together arms and make a big human chain. The other team you run at the chain with the intent to break through. Oh, I don't know what that and, one is. It sounds sick though. <laughs> I, I think it's called something like Red Rush or something. I can't Red remember. Rover? Red Rover. That might be it. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Anyway, it feels like now we're just talking about games that we would like to play. <laughs> Let's put all the all the different schools underneath the cursed parachute. <laughs> the big rainbow. <laughs> Hells yes. <laughs> Do the clapping, children. Yeah. <laughs> Last one out is the winner. Whoever survives. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. Yeah, that's a better Triwizard Tournament, actually. The Cursed Parachute, Bull Rush, and I don't know, Charades. Yeah. <laughs> Pictionary. I think just the best way to do this Triwizard Tournament is, like, not have one champion that the entire pressures of the school go into. It's like teams. Yeah, yeah. You should have teams from the schools. Yeah, but then I guess it defeats the purpose of the Triwizard Tournament. Three wizards. A tri-school tournament. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> if you wanted to make it safer, you wouldn't make one person fight a dragon. You would make a team of 12 people cooperate together to get past a dragon. <laughs> yeah, now you're just, you're just talking about Mother UN now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a glory battle, not a, you know... Uh, cooperation yeah, battle? Not an example of cooperation and leadership and strategy. This is all about glory. It is. And that's why Harry wins, because he's all about that glory. Um, I've been Jem, and I just think... Oh, sorry, I actually, I do have something to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I forgot to say, the grab horn horn shaving that the champions got in the first challenge of my tasks, they'd have to keep that for the antidote to common poison that they brew in the last challenge. So it's all linked. Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, just, I forgot to say it, but yeah, that's... All the things are linked. The three of each culture, three of each, you know, uh, everything's linked. Anyway. Um. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. Just a little okay. fun fact here at the end of the episode for everyone who stuck it out. <laughs> um, I've been Jem, and I just think that 
if I was in the Department of Magical Games and Sports, it wouldn't be such a shit department. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Rhea, and I'm terrified to go more than one meter down in the water. You don't, you just, you don't know what's down there. You don't know what it's going to do to your body. It's awful. Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.